What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Daily Fantasy Sports Picks and Bets. It's The Mix, powered by Mayo Media Net here on YouTube and presented by Jock Market. Download the Daily Fantasy app for free. Use the promo code MMN. They're going to match the first 100 bucks for free. If it's free, it's for me. Who am I? Come on, it's the girl, damn sugar, everybody. Ho, ho, ho. Hope you had a wonderful Christmas and holiday season. It's the big dude with the big mouth from the Big Apple Big, Johnny Stud. We're coming to you worldwide with the horse voice from Brooklyn, New York, as always. We were Christmas caroling all night as always. Oh my goodness, dragging myself across the finish line for this week 16 Monday Night Foosball. We got charges and we got horses. It's the Colts and the Bolts. Alright, let's do it everybody. Enough of that. We need more of this. It's the fastest show in NFL absolutely anywhere. Probably get ready for the worst episode of your favorite show. I mean, obviously I've been doing other things but I had I was scrambling last night into this morning to bring this to you because of course, right? There is no rest for the weary. No excuses. We're going to play like a champion. Alright, as always, let's start it off with our blue chips brought to you by Jock Market. You know, make sure you download that app after you rate, review, and subscribe all that other good stuff that I hate to ask for, but matters more than it should. All right, we're using Run to Sims projections to come up with the highest projected players on each side, top five on each side. And then really, as we've progressed through the season, I think it's been really helpful, right, to do just that, to have the projections speak to us, dive into some analysis, see where we get some kind of congruency, right, some consistency, and then try and make bets that are in line with that. Again, I wear all of my losses very publicly. I make mistakes like everyone else. And that's been my mistake with NFL betting, right? As we've seen the reduction in scoring, we du- everything is reducing, and yet we're trying to play like overs in player props, right? Just that kind of human nature going for the gold. All right, LA Chargers, of course, it's Herbert at the top, projected for 23, right below him. Eckler, the do it all utility knife at 21, down to Allen, 17, big Mike Williams, 11, Josh Palmer, 10. Not really sure I'm feeling that again. I think. The Chargers are a very tough team to put your thumb on when you're looking at the offense because of the injuries, right? And we've seen that, how quarterbacks are affected without their pieces. When the Chargers have everybody, they're really, really good. But where I'm getting, I think Palmer, as we get more Williams with Allen and Eckler, I think Palmer is the one to kind of fall short. I would have a tough time having him really eye-to-eye with Mike Williams, of course. With the ability to have the long play, don't know if we're going to get it today. We'll get into why you got to be careful with some of those passing stats, right? That carnival game against the Vikings with the Colts, just throwing everything out of whack. The pass defense has not been terrible year-to-date. Other side, it, the Colts, they're running out. Nick Foles, oh my goodness, why does everyone hate the NFL this year? The quarterback product has been very, 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 very poor. It's amazing with you know 300 million college football teams producing new people every year. We just can't find guys to play the game, and I think that's a testament to not the skill level of the college players, right? That's what I wanted you to think. It's the development, right, process. The development, the process, the assessment, the way these things are happening. Somebody out there is going to crack that code. I'm not saying turn everybody into a superstar, but we just need more Mike Whites. I know it sounds dumb, and I'm a Jets fan, but I know he's not great. We just need quarterbacks to make the smart throw. A quick read, not do the Zach Wilson and run 20 yards away from the line of scrimmage. Make horrible interceptions. Just terrible. Again, Foles hasn't played since last year. I got some of his stats. I don't know what to expect. I'm not betting on Nick Foles. I'm not I'm not buying any of it. Even though he was decent in the one kind of spot start last year. It was against a band. Seahawks D. I don't know. Derwin James will be playing center field today. I think he's coming down with a pick. All right, so it's Foles at 17. Same for Pittman at 16.5. Again, I do have decimals up there. And again, for the audio-only listeners, you can jump on over to the uh, YouTube uh, my kids called the red button. I'm just called it. I'm a grown man that's calling the bathroom the potty now, right? You can see how the kids have kind of affected me. <laughs> I don't get in trouble, you know. So 
I do have the decimal points. You can jump over to Twitter at John Legaza or Mayo Media Network and grab the images. They're all free. I do have decimal points, but again, you don't want to overreact to decimal points. It's very important not to do that. So after Pittman is Moss at 15-4, down to Deion Jackson at 9-4. We're going to get into that in the value section. I think that's probably the big question with the Colts. Then down to Paris Campbell at 8.4. I don't know who's getting what. I don't know why you'd have Pittman projected for that high. Don't, and they've been terrible. You know, the Colts have not been good. With Saturday, the pass game has been a basically an unmitigated disaster, you know, so far. Again, you put your chips behind the old dinosaur, Matt Ryan didn't do it, and then you're scrambling before you know what Ellinger is playing, before you know what you have no idea what you're doing. I wanted to bring up, look at the Pittman stuff, you know. Yeah, he did get 10 for 60 last time, pretty encouraging. But before that, 2 for 16, there was a 3 for 22 in there, 3 for 31. So there is a lot of ceiling games where we have seen Campbell now kind of flip-flop. He had been getting the volume from the slot. That's dumped down, but we're going to have to keep that in mind. Again, new quarterback is new target distribution, and that's pretty much my problem with the wide discrepancy Pittman 16 to Campbell at 8 just if you don't know where it's going to go again if Campbell does kind of reassume that slot role and they're looking for higher percentage plays right with the run game that could lend itself to Campbell and PPR could easily be better than Pittman I don't think any of them are going to be any good so let's dive into some defensive stuff and you know I'm bringing the smoke as always okay Chargers defense they are a run funnel we know it the run defense has been really bad last eight games right so decent sample I mean just awful bottom five in EPA per snap defensive in a rush right defensive rush EPA per snap 30 rushes for 154 yards a game. That's more than five yards a rush. More than two yards before contact per rush. You know, that that's just really bad because that really is the leading indicator for long runs, these kind of splash runs. And you're seeing that reflected, right? So charge is always a pop to get cracked long, eight touchdowns in that span as well. Again, it's a it's it ends up becoming like, oh, well, the pass defense is so great, and it is good, right? When Dermot James playing center field, you're going to be good. However, it's more of a funnel thing, right? So, again, Chargers defense last eight. I think that's number one in completions allowed per game, 16, because the attempts are not there. It's only at 28, right? So when your attempts against are bottom three, your completions against should be bottom three as well. Less than 200 yards a game, 87 opposer passer rating league leading 57 percent completion percentage that's really good right so completion percentage again being a rate stat something you can apply anywhere that's excellent so there are some good spots there again but expect expect the colts to challenge with the run up front right so i'd be thinking colts running backs on the colt and if they're gonna have a chance with this i don't know why the spread is as close as it is i'm not sure why the colts are projected for the team total over 20 i think right off the bat it's under under the colts team total chargers to cover this pretty easily and i'm not like a chalk guy right that's not normally my style but i do think we're going to get it here i think at this time of the year especially with new quarterback and all the stuff it, you got to get the separation in the trajectories, though. Give me the Chargers by a mile. Colts defense. Last. Okay, here's a little bit of context for you. So, last four. Colts defense, maybe worst in the league. 39 points, 73 plays, 409 yards a game. It's a comical, right? But that Minnesota game, like, totally broke the whole thing. Like, because, again, I look at these stats just like everybody else. And, like, I don't look at them. 
and was automatically ready to attack. You know, get him. Look at the pass stats. It's crazy. You know, these guys are getting, they're getting yoked like crazy pass stats. Last four, 25 completions, 250 yards. Those are both bottom five. 96 opposer passer rating, negative 0.15 EPA per snap. They have a negative EPA per snap on both man and zone. They are the bottom in the league in blitzes and bottom in the league in pressure. Like bottom two, bottom three. Don't hold me to bottom. I'm formatted conditionally. So it's bottom three. 16% blitz, 21% pressure rate just absolutely terrible however when you kind of look at the opposing log i don't think it says the same right so yes cousins went for 460 and four he absolutely like he turned them inside out they got prolapsed however before that three games in that four game small sample right so again cherry picking get a cherry pick the cherry pick pull out the stone i guess prescott 170 pick it he stinks but 174 jalen hurts last time i checked he's really good 190 he ran all over them but the pass game for the colts not like terrible right so you got to be careful with that stuff and then i think as you zoom out you see that kind of reflected the same colts defense against the pass because of the high amount of zone that they play the completion percentage is really high 67 percent last 897 opposer passer rating however only 220 yards a game 10 and a half yards per reception and only 19 20 yard completions allowed those are both like in the top eight so again right remember what this means again i'm hoping nuance and context that you're getting here mail media net rate review subscribe big five-star review for me you know because that stuff matters again more than it should what you're getting with the deep zones he's kind of I'm, I'm calling it prevent packs i know it's not necessarily prevent the Colts play more cover one and cover three which is funny for that note in case i don't get to it herbert has struggled against cover one which you wouldn't really expect with one safety out there he's so good but again now he has all the weapons if they challenge on two sides you may get like palmer maybe that is the palmer deep shot right so again colts Pass defense, not as bad as you'd think. As you zoom out, it gets a little bit better, but they're going to allow completions. Keep that in mind. Lots of zone, lots of easy completions, okay? Keep that in mind. That's a teaser for the prop. I think, okay, I think that's the defense's chargers. Run phone, I really should have gotten this one. Last eight, again, it's it's bad, Okay. Negative .06 EPA per snap, 153 yards a game. All right, we did that. Okay, so I just want to make sure we got that. So expect, before we get out of here, blue chips. I'm more of a narrow player, right, because I'm a better. I'm not like a mass entry guy. Those two things really don't work, if you ask me. You know, betting you need play flag and mass entry kind of draw up multiple narratives, as many as you can, right? And almost try and get different. Games are different. Again, I think why this show maybe sticks out a little bit where we're, we're betting with X's and O's, but we're talking jock market and conventional DFS and how these things kind of all relate to each other. You know, how... That's what it's all about, right? The Venn diagram, the different circles, knowing not just what chip, right, what piece, but where to place it, I think is probably just as important in this kind of, I don't know, this age of like ubiquitous formats. So remember, deep zone, again, trying not to get beat deep behind you. They were allowing completions up front. And again, it squashes the 20-hour completion. So you got to be careful looking for the deep shots. It may be there, you know, so it gets like, oh, but you said Palmer might come. And yeah, you're talking about a one shot or two shots. That's what it's going to be, I think. So I think this game, today's going to be played right around the line of scrimmage. You're expecting unders, of course. Don't expect a lot of scoring. I'm not expecting a lot from the passing game at all. So on the Colts side, it's you're going to get Moss and you're going to get Jackson. Again, we'll talk about those stats. I got some granular stuff in a second. But it's going to be running back first. If the Colts are to pull this one off, it's going to be most likely, you know, uh, uh, there'll probably be a deep shot involved, but it's going to be worked around the line of scrimmage. It's going to be the Colts dominating that run game, getting ahead with big splash plays in the run, forcing the Chargers, again, to push deep against the zone that does not allow that, right? So that's the Colt narrative. I'm not buying that. I think Foles 
coming off the bench, I just think it's too difficult to play against a team at a very high level like the Chargers. Again, trajectory up, right? Trend is our friend. Chargers side, I think, is a little bit easier. It's just an Eckler game, right? It's all it's all Eckler. The thing that we want to get to is the Colts. The Colts D is weaker against, you know, maybe the run than people are, are thinking last eight Four and a half yards per carry. The yards before contact up there right below two. They've allowed seven 20-yard rushes. That's bottom three. They've allowed 10 touchdowns, rushing touchdowns. That's also bottom three. Zoom in last four, and it starts to fall apart. Remember, Shaq Leonard out for the Colts. The run defense falling apart. So again, Eckler, Eckler, Eckler today. Bottom five in rush EPA per snap. Bottom five in rush yards per game. How about the Colts are worse than the Chargers last four? Did you know that? 161 yards a game, 5.15 yards per rush, 2.12 yards before contact per Rush every one of those worse than the Chargers. Bottom three, 20 yard rushes. That's five and seven touchdowns. They forced only one fumble. So, again, Colts run D has been very bad. I think this is all about charges again around the line of scrimmage. You're going to get Eckler, Eckler, Eckler. I think we could actually get that rush prop today, right? He's not a big rushing guy, but I think it's in the mid 50s. I think you get that. I think, regardless of the game script, I think you get the over on Eckler because of the zone. You're going to get the soft coverage. And again, I think we'd be looking at Everett today, right? We mentioned that. The soft carve, who's the zone guy, right? Who is going to be getting the soft and easy look? So give me, it's Eckler at the top, push to the front for the charges. Then, of course, if he's going to go, Herbert will probably get there. And I like Everett, who's not up here, more value guy, flip side to the Colts. It's, you know, take your pick, spin the wheel. I fade them all if I could. And that will do it for the blue chip section, right? All right, man, how about that? Not too bad for somebody who just woke up, right? <laughs> not so bad. So... Hook it up, get up in the comments, let me know if you noticed, you know, like how swollen my eyes are, how funky I look, if you really, if you really get a good eyeball on it, so, alright, we are past the 50, let's get the ball in the green zone, get it gold to go, so I can do my little tutty dance, alright, we are back with the second pillar of profit here at your penny stocks, brought to you by Jock Market, remember, value is a rate stat, just because something is cheaper does not make it a better value, you gotta do the comparisons, alright, we got... Everything that you can, you know, you know me, man. I always bring that smoke. It's two QBs, three running backs, five wide receivers, a tight end, and no longer a partridge in a pear tree. Jump on over to Twitter and grab this stuff. You know, screenshot. It's all free. We're posting it, it all because it's all about, you know, you people. Without you, I'm just some, like, fat guy kind of screaming at his computer screen. So that's not so cool. But I to the more serious stuff or more or less serious stuff. Salary, cost per point, projection IPO. We've really been using these things effectively in accordance, again, to pick the right board to put the player. Jock markets in showdown, it's about being the top guy. On a main slate in jock market, you can look to double up, triple up at the bottom without big production. Very hard to do that in the showdown slate. You know, you kind of need that guy that's going to do it. And if there's consolidation, then you can kind of go with the cheapest player. This one, I'm just fading the Colts. I don't think the Colts get there at all. Like at all. I just don't I just don't even see it. I, I think fall is gonna fall apart. I think the Chargers are playing possessed right now. I think they're just gonna control the line of scrimmage. And remember if that run defense is decent at all, again, they're gonna get Moss and Deion Jackson. Let's do that with the quarterback. I think we did the quarterbacks ready. Herbert. Very, very good, though he has struggled against the cover one. He's still very good against zone in general the high accuracy, and they throw the ball a ton, right? They've kind of abandoned the conventional run game. You can hear oh, Eckler was talking about that in the Yahoo pod, where 
he doesn't love it, but it is what it is. And they understand that, that if you're kind of collapsing in the middle, again, some of the X's and O's that we're bringing, if you're going to collapse in the middle, one of the ways to get around that is almost let the defense in. And then if you sidestep, you can go and extend the run game, right? So that's when you hear that. We're extending, the Chargers are extending the run game laterally to allow the defense in because they just don't have the man beef, right? Where's the beef? They don't have the beef up front to stop the turnstiles from spinning. So eventually, I respect that because, right, the definition of insanity, doing the same thing, expecting different results. Hey, Let's try something different. They've done it, and it's you know it's worked. Like it's, it's like, it worked. It's about the splash plays because when it breaks, it breaks down bad. But we have seen people think, oh, Charge is going to get destroyed. Doesn't always always happen um, that way. I I had something with that also. Sorry, the running back, the game log against again, not exactly what you think, right? So Henry went for a buck oh four. But then, before that, the Dolphin game, everyone thought they were going to go nuts. You know, Mostert racked up 37 yards. Wilson racked up 27. Josh Jacobs had his way, and Connor had his way. Pacheco did really well. But they were very good against the 49ers. They held McCaffrey and Mitchell to like 110 yards combined, which, again, is very difficult. So I think that's how it gets away. And if the Chargers get ahead, the Colts don't have what it takes, and I don't know if you could rely on the run constantly. All right, let's dive into the running backs again. This is just like super granular, super cherry-picked because that's what we got, right? You lose Jonathan Taylor, the usage goes out the window. So Colts, week 15, running back usage. It was Deion Jackson, 34 snaps, with 13 for 55 and 0 on the ground. One target, one catch, one reception, nothing else, one yard. Moss, 53 snaps, so he was the leader, 24 carries. Pretty decent workload for 81, not too efficient. He actually did get a target. I think his first target in like about two months didn't catch it. Then I wanted to think, well, what about the second half, right? Because that was kind of a heavy script game, right? Script dependent, right? Because it was whatever, 33 nothing. And it turned out it just wasn't a running back thing because the special teams was what did the work. So second half Moss had 23 snaps to Dion's 14. 11 carries for 46. Dion had 4 for 14, so Moss got the work in the closer game, right? So I think think Moss is going to lead this one off, right? While it's close, they're going to look for him between the tackles. So I always felt like Jackson is the more explosive player. I always felt like he's also more dynamic to that effect. Not exactly what you'd think in that second half. Moss runs four routes. Maybe that is what you expect, one target. Dion Jackson runs three routes without a target. Yikes. However, on the year, he does have 21 catches for 125 yards and a score. Moss... Like, has nothing, ever. I, I, I got this. Moss had six catches in week one for Buffalo, right, way back when, and then had one other reception for the rest of the season and then just got another target. So I, I think that's what's going to make this one difficult, to plant the flag for the Colts. I think if you had to, the safer bet for me still is Jackson, right? I'd be ignoring the cherry-picked route stuff from one game because of the... I think it was mismanagement, right? I think it was like basically strategic malpractice. Getting up 33 and in this day and age allowing teams with Justin Jefferson to like, you know, do what they want. Hey, whatever, you know, whatever. You can't go to sleep anymore in the NFL. First of all, 33 is not enough to lock a game away. It's not, it's not, those days are over. Show me 42. At 42, maybe we'll think about it. 45, we can think about it. When you get to 46, you're going to win. 33 is not enough anymore, especially at halftime. Way too much time and all this wonkiness. We just know. Whatever. Refs, whatever. So, shame on them. 
they tried to soft land a blowout, and it blew up in their face. So uh, the game is not going to start that way. I do think Moss will get the start. I think that type of workload, you can't fake that kind of funk. So I do think it will be Moss with the load, but I'm with the Chargers, so I'm getting away from it. If you're a Colt guy, you got to look at Moss as maybe being that top player on the slate. The tough part is 857 IPO. It's a tough gamble, man. It really, really is. That's a lot, especially a lot of times these come in a bit lower than the actual closing price, because at the very end, you get this irrational exuberance. If people think Moss could score two or three TDs, I don't think he's going to. I think people are going to chase, chase, chase against a Charger D. That's going to blow up. I'm going to look to pivot and do the big dude juke. All right, so that's our notes on running backs. What is it with Eckler? Eckler's everything, right? He's just absolutely everything to this team. The game logs are just like, it's almost absurd. The usage from a fantasy lens is beautiful, right? Sistine Chapel level beauty, but it's very tough to get by, you know, looking for like yardage props or even like running the ball with so few attempts. So I'm looking now at Echo's game log. He had 16 attempts. That was a season high back in week five. Oh, no, I'm sorry, 19 against KC, my mistake. But after that, followed up with 5, 10, 15, 12. Catches go from 2, 11, 5, 8, 2. I mean, it is so, so, so volatile that I think my piece on Eckler, if you're going to be going props, because though I, you know, I was looking at that Colts DE last four, like 54-yard prop in the ground, sounds just beautiful. But we have seen them abandon it because the Colts, the Chargers have that insane pass rate. I think they're leading the league in pass rate last four, last eight. You know, they've just gone haywire with it, which, again, is fine. It's working. Okay, give give Herbert the extra .25 seconds to read the field. They're going to be awesome, especially with the symbiosis he has with Austin Eckler, the way that they jam and riff together. You know, he's, it's awesome. They could just run, like, these spotted, like, option routes. They don't even have to. It's awesome, right? When you get that kind of continuity, that's what takes one plus one equals three on an NFL field. So... With Eckler, I think the prop, right, when I was talking about being singular, being focused, planting flags, if I'm making a play, right, up in fantasy, you kind of get all the goodness. If he runs, you get the points. If he catches balls, you get the points. In betting, that's not necessarily the case. I'd probably go for the 90-yard combined prop. Receiving plus rushing, Eckler really being one of those unicorn players. That's a pop for 8 or 11 catches, and he's put up some, you know, at least like a floor for receiving, you know, Yes, we spiked at 96 in Seattle, 24, 39, 60, 67, 59, so oh, 50 figure 60 yards, three of the last four, that flip last week where he got the 58 on the ground and only 12, you know, 58 on the ground and only 12 in the air. But those are going to be there in, in combination. So again, I don't want to box myself out of my prop if the script doesn't go my way. Because again, Indianapolis could have a big splash play on the ground right off the bat, Muff punt, we just know how these things go. And if it gets to 10 zip, the Chargers might abandon the run or to the effect that we won't ever get to 50. And meanwhile, Eckler is still going to get his 20 touches. So I like to put myself in the position. So also, the reason, you know, even though it's not the prop section, that's what for me pushes Eckler all the way up to the front. You know, to me, he's the top player. And if he's not the top priced player, I will have shares of Austin Eckler today. He is the top priced in DK with good reason. But to that value point, I mean, at the open, the 21 point projection puts his cost per point at only 531, which is very good. You know, so opposed to Josh Kelly, right? I know he stinks, but 7.2, salaries, 7.22 cost per point. You really don't want to go there, right? That's not, that's not what you want. Some of the Colts guys looking pretty juicy. If I had to run back, I think Jackson is the one to get the, deep, the short shots. 
But if not, it'd probably be Pierce looking at these stats, right? Again, we're, we're looking at these numbers to have us tell us the story. Projected for seven points. You gotta throw away the projection on a guy like this because he's a big play guy. So it's almost like you're it's almost like all or none for a guy like Pierce. Like Boomer Bust, I was trying not to say. But for me, he it's almost like his projection is either zero or it's fourteen. That's why you get the seven, but that's not how we play, because we're gonna get one crack at this. So the run back for Pierce because of the deep shots. Again, Dermot James is going to be out there, but maybe James will be tracking Pittman on a play or something like that again. You know, you can never just purely throw the baby out with the bathwater. So while we're doing that, let's do the full stuff that I got. Again, Foles hasn't played. So what am I going to do? I went back to the one game he did play for the Bears last year, Week 16 against Seattle. They won 25 to 24. <laughs> I'm doing the best I can. He went 24 of 35, 251 and zero, 98 passer rating, 7.1 yards per attempt. Those are all pretty good. However, like a but, 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 I put as many buts as I could. 25 percent to the sticks. Like that's a dead last metric, right? I, it, I actually was dead last that week, but that's kind of silly. 20, if you that stick percentage is god awful. So I didn't see that game. He must have gotten like he yacked out like he got yards if the catch luck. That's really, really bad. Of the 35 attempts, three were deep, one connected. So again, there's that pop, right? So I don't want to can't do anything. Houston's gonna be terrible. That doesn't always mean zero yards. The target share is interesting as well. 34% running back targets. And I think that's why I forget. Sometimes I balance so much stuff. It's almost not until I go back the second time that I remember to push it forward. That's why I have Jackson ahead of Pierce as my run back because of Foles' high running back target percentage. 34% running back targets is very, very high. Wide receiver target percentage, 46%. Extremely low. Tight end, 20%. And I think that's why you see Mo Alley-Cox bringing up the rear here, the big caboose again. Talk about that value. $59 a point. Woohoo! Sign me up. Although, man, he just disappears from the box score. However, to that point, I'm glad I got this because I, I think Granson is out. So with Granson out, we're down to Jelani Woods and Mo Alley-Cox. I mean, either one of them is a pop. I guess I'd go with Woods first, but... Whenever we go A, you know, it seems the market will go B. And again, it's full. It's going to be unpredictable. And it's going to be the Chargers. Who are they covering, right? So again, that's what football is all about. Not to be too noncommittal, but you should have this kind of fluid method of thinking when you're approaching these things, right? Very Being very careful to not say, I'm right and I know. More so, like, you know, this is kind of my probabilistic line of thinking. And I'm going to just try and position myself in the right place while not over-leveraging myself as far as risk goes so I can bet again tomorrow if I lose. So, and boom, there's like a feather in your cap. That's pretty much the best damn lesson I could give you if you ever want to make money in this stuff, right? Besides handing you winners and I can't predict the future, I try to do the best I can, but it's that method is how you do that, right? The man in the arena theory, right? You, it's easy to criticize from the box seats, right? I'm in the arena, right? Doing the work, doing the picks, wearing the scars, right? You know, and staying in the game, you know, I have the receipts for this stuff, so again, if you, we all want to win, but I think where the majority of handicappers out there teach you how to win, I think it's more important for me to teach you how to lose, right? In, in, sorry, but, you know, the inevitable. Okay, so penny stocks, Herbert is the value regardless of the price. Moss, if you're on the cult narrative, I'm not. I'm going to go the other way. So I'm going to take Deion Jackson for my value. Again, I think Eckler is the value because I think he's going to break the slate. This is the guy to have today, right? He's going to be a big part of the run game. They're going to be successful. I think he's going to be a big part of the passing game as always, right? And then again, he's like, the, now he's scoring the rock as well. 
Kelly, forget it. You know, Pierce, I think you're going to get one or two cracks. Are they going to connect? I don't know. The wide receiver target percentage, a little bit scary. But Foles will throw it deeper. I wanted to make sure that I had the deep percentage out there. Again, I don't think it's going to be great, but it is a possibility. Allen and Williams and, like, Palmer, it just feels like they're all going to mush each other out. Because, again, we mentioned the Colts, how they're going to be playing defense against them today. I don't think you're going to get the stretch. I don't think the Chargers are going to be looking to do that, right? We've heard lots of criticism about Herbert and low YPA, right, the low A dot. Part of it is the high, high, high efficiency. I got some of that here. It's just, it's ridiculous. Like, it's ridiculous. Last eight Chargers, you know, first in the league in pass percentage, 71%. First in the league in dropbacks, 47. Second in attempts, 42. First in completions, 29. Top five in pass yards per game, 269. However, bottom eight in yards, YPA, 6.7. Bottom three or bottom four in yards per completion, that number's under 10. You know, they're allowing sacks, they're allowing pressure. So without the time, that's all right, all kind of leading itself to where I wanted to wrap this. Where do I have this? Okay, I got the... Okay, zone stuff, this is actually the cover one, cover three that I was mentioning. Talk about getting granular again, X's and O's, pouring out the nose. Oh, you like that, bad boy? And, and this is where I like Everett so much. The, remember, he's not, these are not my, this is not my data, right? I, I do not adjust data before I present it. RTS, Run the Sims, much smarter than I am. I adjust on my own work, but I, that wouldn't be fair for me to adjust it and present it as, like, projections, right? I would be looking at Everett, I think, you know, you look at all the target data against his own, and in particularly against cover one, cover three, he's he's it. You know, 29 catches for 303 and two. The only play with more targets has was Josh Palmer because of that chunk without the other wideouts. But that's when you go to target per route run. And, you know, he's up there with the big dogs. So Everett, 22% target per route run, more than 10 yards per reception, 15% team target, 15% team air against cover one, cover three. And then against his zone, I think he's the outright target leader altogether. I got that here. Um, outright target leader is actually Palmer again, but Everett not far behind. Target per route run at 20.9. That's where he is. He's the team leader in target per route run, which that's when that dad is very good. I, I know I like most stats that can be overused, misused. Target per route run is a, cons- is a consistency, right? It's a frequency stat. So, when you're getting this kind of combination, again, um, Herbert has struggled against cover one deep. He's thrown picks. I, I think you're going to get lots of sit down in the zone. Again, Everett has been super reliable. And you know what? Let's swing this right into the prop play. I don't know where the break is going to come in this, so let's just do it slowly. But I'm on a roll. The big guy is rolling. Spinning bowls. And let's get it into our... Monday Night Foosball Prop, brought to you by Jock Morgan, the app that we love. Oh, so, so much. I, I really do. I'm not kidding, because you can play two quarterbacks. You don't have to play a tight end. You know, you don't have to play against a million people. I get to lever my own plays, however I like. I mean, it's very it's a very free, open-minded kind of thing, and I think it goes along with my trading strategy. So, But let's wrap this up with the prop play for the audio-only listeners. I won't keep it in suspense any longer. It's Gerald Everett, over three and a half receptions. That's at plus money. I already bet this, so I am live on this. I'm going to post this to my Patreon, which is free. Again, all the data. Oh, my gosh. You're into advanced data. I put up so much free stuff. It is just sick. That even if, like, the bets don't hit, I don't care. It's worth the free. It's worth the free. So, Everett, four or more receptions in seven of the last eight games. 
we did the target per route stuff in the zone. I was supposed to wait until now. Sorry about that. But top zone, <laughs> excuse me, top zone target, right, is is huge. So I, I'm a little surprised that this came in at the plus. I think, I think, reverse engineering some of this stuff, the books are looking more at, like, team versus, right, position versus stuff, where the Colts have been good against tight ends. Like, I, to me, that's, a, I don't know, I know people love that stuff. That's more matchup to me, you know. So I, I'm careful with that. We've had, I think, five or six tight ends have cleared the bar and I know they haven't allowed the ceiling game, even against some good tight ends. They have allowed the catches and stuff, you know. So I, I just don't, I don't want to, I don't want to overreact to the tight end stuff. I think four catches firmly in it against seventy-one percent pass rate, the high efficiency rate, the high reception rate. I think it's all, I think it's all there. All the, the zone pieces. I think, I think everything fits perfectly for Everett to go over four receptions in this one again. I, I just love not being tied to the yardage also. Because he may catch it and fall down, and we could get three receptions on a single drive, like, easily, right? That's just, if that becomes the matchup that we're exploiting, we're going to run away with this one. And for, like, the more D-Gen, kind of sharper people, even, if you can find the latter play, you're probably going to get, like, plus 500 for six receptions or something ridiculous, plus 420, you know, so. All right. I think that will do it for the fantasy show at NFL absolutely anywhere hopefully this wasn't the worst episode of your favorite show with your favorite analyst favorite analyst the big dude please rate review and subscribe to the jock market app um so quick recap right I think it's the it's the big Eckler game I think Everett gets the volume clears the prop I think Eckler is the blue chip player of the game and maybe coming back you know we get some little Dion Jackson reception love as the public is chasing the usage from Moss, but you're going to have to pay attention to that IPO cost. And that will do it. Thank you so much for picking up where putting down some of the responses to my little, you know, holiday message at the end of the last episode were just downright flattering. So like, and touching, really thank you all so much. You know, I, I mean all the stuff that I say. It means a lot to me. I'm a super mush. You know, that's just me. Rate, review, and subscribe. Five-star reviews are the best gift you can give me around this new year so we can run these shows back in 2023. Enjoy the game. Enjoy your day. When we're done with the book, enjoy that pay, everybody. Gerald Everett, over 3.5. Come on, let's get it across the finish line. Remember when you work this hard, it feels a lot less like luck, yo. Peace.